0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to Auburn Takeover Week. We hope you enjoyed the Kentucky week. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of Kentucky fans uh, didn't, but you can't really please Kentucky fans, so we know that our Auburn fans got our back. So let's go ahead and get into the signing day recap, the class recap. In what could be considered a very mediocre class before the transfer portal don't look at it that way there are a whole lot of studs coming into auburn and hugh freeze is building himself a program down here now i'm not going to be speaking much this episode other than giving them names so this is probably going to be the last time you hear from me i'll see y'all later and let's get into the rest of the episode all right let's start with keldrick falk will film study take it away No. Nobody wants to speak.
1: Wait about uh Keldrick Fogg. Keldrick Fogg. Yeah. Okay. Will Will's normally the main guy with these, but uh, he's a uh high four star. Well, not high. He's a mid four star. He's 6'5", 270, according to twenty four seven. He's a top uh seventy five defensive lineman. It looks like he's really good. I didn't scout him as well. I I I'm just gonna be playing. I, I didn't scout him really well. He's uh, top ten at his position, and he's, he looks really good from Alabama. I think he's going to be a really good talent. I don't think he's going to start year one, especially with all the gifts they got in the transfer portal. And from what I've seen, I've only seen like a couple clips. I I just watch. I just watch like a couple of clips, not highlights, but I just I watch what their like, what it looks like their strengths don't are. That uh, I I can't I. It was just a quick recap, and uh, I think he's going to start maybe in his uh, sophomore to junior year. He's going to get a lot of play time in his sophomore year, but truly take over his junior year. And I think this is a really good gift for Auburn. Uh, overall, it was probably their best player in this entire class, him or Cobb. I really love Cobb. <laughs> I, I, we'll get into that later, though.
2: I'll tell you what, Falk is big. He's ginormous. I don't know if any of y'all seen him in person. He is just huge. And I thought before we got or Auburn got a lot of transfers, you know, they they had, you know, the, they didn't have a lot of guys at the jack position. So that's what Falk is gonna be playing. And he has potential to get some playing time, but because they've added a little bit more, um, he may be pushed back in the depth chart. It just depends on what uh, Freeze and Ron Roberts want to do with him. Um, but I agree with Jackson. He definitely could see a lot of playing time as sophomore and junior season. Anybody else want to get in? Uh, I
3: kind of agree with – I agree with both here. I mean, I feel like he could uh, – Falk could be a really good player. At Like, as Austin said, huge for defensive end. But these SEC quarterbacks not being too well, we could still see – Some good stats from him his freshman year and maybe two to three games. But like the other said, I feel like he's going to really show out in his sophomore, junior year. And Auburn just, they got a good person. I mean, they were competing against Alabama, let's see, Florida State, LSU, Michigan, Penn State. Some good schools going for this guy, and I think they got a good pickup.
0: Anybody else on Kildred? No. All right. Let's go ahead and talk about four-star K and Lee. I hope I'm not butchering his name. Out of Cedar Grove High School, Five ten I quarterback. mean, tell me about it.
1: I I really like this guy as a potential like good lockdown corner for Auburn. I really don't see. I don't. I don't think they have a lot of strengths at corner. I think they have a lot of potential, guys. I don't besides a couple of guys, I I don't see any reason why this guy cannot start his sophomore year. He he is really talented and he has a lot of room to grow. His upside is phenomenal. Uh, overall, wherever he plays, uh, his instincts are pretty high. Uh, I've, I've seen a little, little bit, not, a, I, I've seen a lot more than the, uh, first guy, but his tackling is really good. Uh, he played, uh, He played for Cedar Grove. He was a really talented guy. His speed's not amazing but he's still got a overall he's still pretty fast. He's overall just a really good player and I see see him starting at uh, not starting. I see him starting his junior year. I see him getting a lot of play time. Uh, Possibly this year he could redshirt uh, freshman but I think, uh, really, his freshman, uh, his uh, redshirt freshman season. I I think he's gonna redshirt, but uh, I could be completely wrong. I think he could red. I think uh, in his redshirt season, he could get a really extreme, a lot of play time, and I think in his redshirt sophomore season, uh, he'd start. And I think he has a lot of potential. And Auburn has a lockdown type player in the future.
2: And everything I've seen so far in spring. Kay and Lee's been second team. So he's been right behind Nehemiah Pritchett. Um, the the craziness is if Pritchett were to get benched, I think Pritchett, you know, right now he can't. He could potentially as a grad transfer. Um, but Pritchett would transfer if Kay and Lee started over him. There's been a lot of people and players that are big fans of Kay and Lee. Um, they, they've talked really highly of him. He's a great tackler. And I think I think this is a guy that we're going to look back at and wonder, you know, why was he not talked about more? I mean, obviously, you know, the hips uh, could be, you know, an issue, you know, with him, you know, going and covering guys one on one. I see an NFL guy. I really do. I I think he's a he's a guy that could be a second or third round pick down the line. I'm very high on KM Lee. He's one he's one of my top three
3: guys that I have in this class. I'm also kind of agreeing here. I feel like he's a good enough player to... I don't think he's going to register his freshman year. He could definitely sit behind, play second string, third string, still get in a few uh, games. But it's kind of interesting to see that they beat out Georgia from a player in Georgia here.
0: Uh, Mm, Not really. He can't cover.
3: The film guru has returned. Anyway, kind of small, shorter, but I feel like that's gonna help him with his speed and elusiveness. He
2: can so get mauled.
3: Good play.
0: All right, film guru, give us your breakdown. This is a future NFL box safety, hard-hitting, physical press corner. He's not gonna be able to do anything else. And he's gonna have to move to safety, which he's gonna be pretty good at. You were like swallowing your mic. Are you okay, Will? Yeah, my mic's messed up. Ah, uh, I got you. Anybody else got anything about it? No. All right. Let's go into four-star, six foot four, two forty-five, defensive lineman from Fort Pierce, Florida, Wilkie Dunott.
1: I'm not. I'm not super high on this guy. I heard a lot of mixed things uh, from a lot of different places. I don't think he's gonna. Uh, I. I. I can see him starting at senior year if he stays that long. I could see him being a, uh, one of those transfer portal guys or projects. Uh, he could be a really project defensive line. But with how many guys Auburn's gotten in the transfer portal, uh, even with uh, Keldrick Falk, uh, there's so many defensive line even in this class and in the transfer portal, that I don't think he'll see the field uh, a lot. And, you know, they're doing it this year. If they're already stacking up on the D-line this year, they're going to do it for many other years as well because they want that defensive front. They want a big and a body defensive front, and I don't think he's gonna see the field that much. Uh, I, I think he's gonna. I think eventually, if they can work around what uh, like what he needs to build on, I think he could be a really good player. Uh, he could be. He could be a bigger uh, edge type guy. Uh, he could work on a lot of stuff, but I think overall, uh, I don't think he's gonna be uh, that good till his like uh, till his project. Is over, and that would be in his junior or senior year.
0: Austin.
2: Yeah, sorry. This is. Uh, I think this is important to um, to note that this is one of Harson's guys. So this guy committed when uh, Harson was still the head coach at Auburn. So this is not one of Freeze's guys. But that being said, he is definitely someone that will likely f- uh, redshirt just because of all the transfers and the big guys that they got up front. Um, and, he, yeah, he's a project. Um, but I could definitely see him getting some playing time. You know, you see, like, his junior and senior year, you know, be- definitely being a rotational piece. Uh, but I think that is something to note is that he was not Freeze's guy. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens down the road.
0: He's never going to touch the field. Transfer. Anybody else got anything on Wilkie? If
3: not, uh, agreeing with Will here. I mean, he's not going to see the field. He's not my favorite pickup here. Like he, like Will said, probably going to transfer out after a few years. Frustration not being able to start. Going to go to a smaller school.
1: He right. seems like the perfect candidate to go to UAB in two years. I'm <laughs> just going to be honest. Definitely going to be like a sunbow.
3: Right, could see him playing on the line at ODU,
0: and coming in at six foot three, two hundred eighty pounds, with a four star rating. Interior O lineman Connor Lou from Ackworth, Georgia. Take it away.
1: I have not watched this guy at all. Uh, Will and Austin, y'all got this.
2: All right, so Connor Lou is one of my favorite. He's He's number three on my list for these recruits. I mean, this, this guy, they're working him right now. They've been working him at guard. But he's also the backup center behind Avery Jones. Avery Jones, I know I'm skipping ahead a little bit. He is probably the best lineman that Auburn got out of the transfer portal. And he's going to be a stud this year. And Connor Liu, he's going he's gonna to pick up right where Avery left off next year. Um, he's someone that if someone gets hurt, Connor is going to fill right in. Um, he's just someone that can play right away. It's one of those guys that you know you can lean on, and it doesn't matter that he's going to be a true freshman. So I'm very excited to see what he can do for Auburn.
0: The only thing that concerns me is his weight. That's it. All right. Let's move on to another interior O-lineman this time, coming in at three three stars, being 6'6", 295, from Tampa, Florida, Clay Whedon or Weddon, I'm sorry, Clay Jackson Austin Jackson never literally watches O lineman film, so I know Austin's got it here.
2: That's fine, yeah, um, he's just a, he's gonna be definitely someone that's a project. I don't really have too much more to say than that. um he's one of the guys that you know it's just nice. it's nice to see that for Auburn that they have these guys that they can actually develop now, you know, before they'd they'd get a three star maybe and they'd have to throw him out on the offense line after, you know, one guy gets hurt. So, definitely definitely good for them that they can actually develop this kid and, you know, see have him see some playing time down down the line.
0: Come on, film guru, tell me a little bit about this guy. No? Okay. Next, another uh, O line member. This time, coming in at offensive tackle, three star, coming in at six foot five, three twenty from Summit, Mississippi. Isavion Miller.
1: I'm pretty sure he's a JUCO uh, transfer, right? Yes, Under- he yeah. is. Yeah, uh, he he's a really uh, he's a graduate. Uh, is he a graduate? graduate? No, if you're coming from
0: JUCO, you have two years eligibility at all Oh times. my bad, my bad.
1: Did not know that. But uh, I think he's uh, one of those ro- rotational pieces for uh, Auburn. I don't know how good they're. Uh, I'm. I'm gonna be honest. Besides, uh, like I'm pretty sure. Didn't they get a uh, Gunner? Uh, wait, no, no, yep. no, no, no. I'm slow. Gunner, yeah, Gunner, yeah, Gunner, they Gunner got Britton. Gunner
2: Britton. Yeah, Dylan Gunner Wade.
1: Britton, and they got Dylan Wade. So I see him being as like a rotational, like later down the stretch, like versus like w- versus like really non-conference slate. I, th- I think he's going to get a lot of his play time versus the non-conference uh, slate. And uh, overall, I really see this guy being an impact next year when uh, a lot of players are gone. And I think uh, this year is just his like step behind, learn, and get a little bit of play time. I think he's uh, two deep, his second uh, at tackle right now. Uh, I don't know which tackle, but I think he, I think he's at the two deep at tackle. And I think uh, he'll start next year probably.
2: I agree, Jackson. And I may be jumping the gun here, but when Gunner Britton goes pro, um, I think he'll take his spot next year. So,
0: all right. Let's go ahead and move on to yet another O lineman, another interior O line. Six foot two, three thirty-three star, homegrown talent out of Auburn, Alabama. Braden Joiner.
3: Stud. Move
0: on. Austin.
2: I was just gonna say I was just gonna say uh, yeah I I think he's really good I'm, I'm glad that will agrees uh, my you know my other thing with him though he was the first guy in Harson's class for the uh, for 23 um, and he was the only guy for a while it seemed like you know they got an early commitment out of him and then there was kind of just nothing you know everyone was talking about oh Harson's already putting in the work for 23. But this get this guy's from you know from Auburn, right? If you don't if you don't land these guys, what are you even doing? And you know he's he's someone that I'm, you know for for Auburn's sake, I'm glad that he stuck around because I think he can actually make an impact. Um, but yeah, it's another guy that's not one to freeze his guys, and you know you see sometimes that he'll bring a transfer in for those type of players. So we'll have to see what happens down the line with him.
0: All right. Let's move on to an edge. Finally, six foot four, two forty-five, three-star out of Opelika, Alabama. Brenton Williams. Anybody? It's Opelika. That's what I said. My bad. Yep, another guy.
2: Another guy that's pretty close. Um, I don't know too much about him. I haven't. I haven't caught too much film of him, but. Um, that's pretty much all I
3: got, sorry all right. probably going to be another one of those guys who just transfers out after like one or two years, going to end up being in the Sunbelt group of five going to be a star and everyone's going to be like oh my god, where did this guy come from? he came from Auburn, he did nothing there
0: alright now we have a three star D-lineman, six four three twenty, from Fayetteville, Georgia Steven Johnson Ooh. Jackson, Austin.
3: Ooh.
2: He's going to he's going to be someone that's a project as well. I mean, when you get, when you start to get to some of these three stars, it's like, you know, we can't like sit here and just straight disrespect the guys like, yeah, we don't know a lot of film about them, but they're they're not going to do anything their first first or second year likely. It's going to be it's going to be development. It's going to be let's see what The D line coach can do. Let's see if he can actually develop these guys because, you know, let's let's be honest here. I mean, there's some three stars that that pan out, um, but you get these guys in the bottom of the recruiting class. It's either transfer or develop. That's just plain and simple. And, you know, if any of these players are listening to this, they'll know that it's true.
0: All right, so I guess this is the part where I chime in for a quick second. Last week with Kentucky, I had my one offensive and defensive transfer pick, and this is my defensive transfer pick. It's not that I think he's not going to pan out. It's not that I think he's not going to develop well. I think it's going to be more of the opportunity to better himself under a different coach. I think he will probably get buried in the depth chart just based on star and size. And this is for all the people out there who are star watching. Yes, like Austin was saying, some three stars pan out, but most coaches, when they go out and they recruit more D linemen who are four and five stars who are potentially better than him, he's going to get buried. And as much as everybody will say, no, he's not. He's a good guy. It doesn't matter if he's a good guy. At the end of the day, it's a coaching staff's decision. And more than likely, he will end up being the defensive transfer from this class. So let's go ahead and move on. We're back up to some four-stars now, going to the people who have signed their letter of intent. We just went through the early enrollees. Let's go ahead and get into somebody that I know all of you can talk about, and it is four-star running back, 5'11", 185, Jeremiah Cobb out of Montgomery, Alabama.
1: I love this kid. This is probably my favorite kid in the class. I've watched this guy. I really like his potential at Auburn, and he has a lot. Of, he has two guys in front of him. He has Beatty and he has Hunter, but he's got a lot of room to learn, uh, learn the system. To who's who's going to be with him? And overall, I think this is a perfect fit. He he's probably going to get a lot of play time uh, this year. I think overall, it's a very packed running back core, which is really good for Auburn. Uh, they need to build out their wide receivers, but uh, the running back core overall is very beautiful. He, uh, he's from Alabama. Overall, he's a re- really good back, and I really love watching him. And I think he's going to be—I think he's going to be that sophomore impact. And I think he might take the job from Jarquez next year. I, I, did I say that name right? I, I suck with name pronouncing. I'm pretty sure I did, but Hunter. I, I I think this is going to be a tough battle for this off uh, his sophomore season, but I think Jeremiah is going to get a lot of play time, especially like uh, like down the stretch. He's going to get a lot a lot of play time, especially Auburn. Auburn's ran a lot in the past uh, few years. I know it's Harson. I know it's Hugh Freeze. Hugh, Hugh likes to run, but he likes to uh, keep it. Uh, he likes to keep it simple, and uh, he, he's a great coach. He's a great coach. I love Hugh Freeze and his plan for Jeremiah Cobb. Will be beautiful. I truly don't see any reason why he can't start next year.
2: All right, a few things. So I I really, I love Jeremiah Cobb as well. I completely agree with the Jackson. We do have Demari Austin, though. Um, that uh, Auburn has I Demari Austin. Sorry. I forgot about him. My bad. Didn't mean to say we. Um. So yeah, so Auburn has Demari Austin, and that's going to be a guy that likely starts n- next year because I'm pretty sure Cobb. He may not be a high pick, but I'm pretty sure he's gonna declare for the draft after this season, just because of what they've done with the offensive line. He's going to be he's gonna be able to succeed a little bit more than people expect. Um so I think Cobb who's may have gonna, to redshirt this year.
0: Who's gonna declare?
2: Uh Jarquez Hunter. He's ah. he's gonna be he's gonna be eligible to declare after this season. Oh, I got you, I got you. He's he's my he's my sleeper. Um, he's going to be someone that, you know, he's not really top 10 on any of the the running back radars for college football this season, but he's someone that he actually has an offensive line. That's not something you can say the past two years. I mean, bless Tank Bigsby's heart, you know, he didn't really have an offensive line, Uh, but now they have one. And, you know, we've seen that uh, Peyton Thorne, now we're going to get to him later, but the Michigan state transfer quarterback, he's been able to thrive when he's had a good running back. And, you know, we saw that with Kenneth Walker, and I think they're going to complement each other great. And Jeremiah Cobb is going to be someone that, yes, he's going to get playing time down the road, and he's going to be a stud for Auburn. We know Cadillac Williams can recruit running back. He he had to. I mean, Jarquez was a three-star um, whenever Parson was the coach, and Cadillac had to he had to carry the recruiting like always. So, um, yeah, Cobb is one of my favorite players in this class. I think he will redshirt this year just because of playing time. He's got the T. Austin and then Hunter all in front of
0: them, So, all right. Film study, William. Give it to us straight. <laughs> all right. Please don't. Let's go ahead and move on to four-star D lineman, six foot four, two seventy, out of Columbus, Georgia, Darren Wheat Reed. Ugh. Interesting fact on him, when he flipped from
2: LSU to Auburn, it was the same day he lost his last ever high school football
1: game. Okay. okay. Nice fact. Uh, uh, I haven't scouted this guy really well. I, I looked at, before this uh, episode, I looked at a couple quick guys real quick, and I, I'm i going to be honest, I completely forgot about uh, most of the uh, – signed to LOI guys I I kind of suck at this so I'm sorry you go awesome you should be pretty solid um another
2: guy that's not going to see a lot of playing time uh right away um but I mean he's he's someone that could definitely make an impact down the road um just one of those guys that's another developmental guy I know I say that a lot but you know a lot of these guys in this class you know Hugh Freeze really had to put together the class the best he could. I mean, it was kind of looked in shambles. And so a lot of these guys will be developmental guys, you know. And one thing that we have seen with Auburn is not a lot of guys have transferred. A lot of guys have bought in to what they're doing. They want to be there. I think it's expected to see more people leave. And, you know, I think these guys are going to want to stick and just develop. And this is going to be one of those guys, and he could benefit from that.
3: All right,
0: now let's go ahead and move on to my stud of the class. Four-star safety from Munford, Alabama, Sylvester Smith. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody else speak before I give my two cents about him.
1: Sylvester uh, Smith, he's one of the best uh, safeties in the class. Overall, in the twenty-four-seven rankings, uh, not composite. Talking overall, they have him as the twenty-fifth. That is way, way too low. He is one of the most underrated safeties in the country, and he he's phenomenal. On um, he was a, he played offense and defense back in uh high school, and he looked really good at both. But uh, I think his his talent at safety is very beautiful. I mean, uh, both uh both years. I said both years. My bad. In twenty twenty-two. Uh, Uh, He had 42 tackles. He had four tackle for losses, two pass breakups, and five interceptions. He was a phenomenal ball hawk, and uh, overall he's a pretty good tackler, but I think uh, his level at being a ball hawk in the SEC, I think he's going to be really phenomenal. I don't think he's going to start this year, but I think he's going to be in the two deep, and I think next year. Next year he'll get a chance to start, probably will start. It'll depend. I'm really high on this guy, and, and some people are, some people aren't. A lot of people, from what I've seen, are like, Inconsistent, but I, I'm I'm really high on him.
0: Oh, Austin! Yes,
1: yeah,
2: so I really hope that Sylvester can just get in the same same mode as what Jalen Simpson's been doing. I think those guys are very very similar. Um, I think you know, especially from you know what what I've heard. Um, from some of the guys in here as well it, it's very it's very promising things for him i mean a lot of a lot of y'all are high on Sylvester and i don't blame you um he definitely is someone that could potentially be a very huge get for auburn um and yeah simpson's the guy that i think he'll he'll probably sit a year behind and uh take over after simpson leaves cuz he's a redshirt senior um and yeah i think he could get some serious playing time very soon
0: all right My turn to speak on Sylvester. As somebody who has watched him live, covered him for a while. I would like to say to all Auburn fans that I am extremely high on him. Okay, when I go out and I watch football games to scout people, I don't listen to the crowd. I put in headphones so that they don't deter me. And what I do when I watch and scout for specific players is I don't watch them when they're in the game as much as I watch them when they're out of the game, which is quite impossible with Sylvester Smith. Okay. The only time you're going to see him out of the game is field goals and kickoffs. That's it. Okay. So, <clears throat> but what you're, what you're getting out of this player is a very Jabril Peppers prototype like player. All right. He can sling it at quarterback. If y'all need an emergency quarterback situation, he can catch, he can play defense. Hell he can even return kicks for you. But more importantly, other than that, you're not just getting a great player, you're getting a leader. He is a sideline leader through and through, and if he stays all three to four years at Auburn, you will be able to tell the difference that he's made in that locker room. So this is my stud of the class for Auburn, plain and simple. His hips are perfect. Pause. Hold on. His hip placement is perfect. His, his run game's great. Everything about him is what you could want in a perfect overtop safety or receiver or, hell, even a good running back. You can put him wherever, and he's going to succeed. Now, let's move on to Terrence Love. Another safety, another four-star. six foot three, 195, out of Fairburn, Georgia.
1: I, hey, I, I've known this guy for a while, South Carolina. Ke- South Carolina and a lot of other teams were involved with him. And uh, honestly, he's a really good guy. He's uh, not, he's kind of a project. He's not entirely a project. He's got a lot to work on though. Uh, He's not going to be in the too deep, I don't think. Uh, But I think overall he has a lot of talent, a lot of potential. Uh, He had a Alabama offer. He had an Arkansas offer. uh, Even uh, Cincinnati, their uh, Cincinnati before their coaching change, which had a, Really good uh, defensive mind prospects. Uh, they're good at really developing players. They really had a high interest in him. And uh, Ter- Terrence overall is a really good player, like potential wise. But I don't see him starting. I don't see him uh, getting play time till it's probably I, this is a perfect year for like a redshirt. I don't see him getting play time till probably redshirt sophomore season. Like say say he redshirts, I see I see him getting like maybe a couple reps versus F- FCS teams or like out-of-conference games, something like that in his uh, freshman season. But he ha- he still has a lot to work on. He's pretty fast, but besides that, he's not an entirely great uh, guy. He's got a lot of potential and a lot to work on. And I think uh, with Auburn, uh, they're building a lot of, like, talent in the secondary. You could see what they're building in the secondary. And uh, it's really beautiful what they're doing. They have a lot of potential, uh, especially if they build on these classes for the next coming years. And overall, I I think this is a perfect guy to just sit back, relax, get, get him ready in two years' time. And he won't be an incident impact by any means, but he'll be there, if you know what I mean. He's not going to be, he will be a solid starter in his career at Auburn. I think he'll start in his, I think he'll get play time by his redshirt sophomore year, but I think he could start in his redshirt junior, redshirt senior year. I think he'll be a solid starter, but uh, I don't think he'll be anything better than that. I agree with you, Jackson. And you know they've gotten a lot of, a lot of safeties.
2: I mean, there's three, but they've gotten some impact guys. You know that could, you know, definitely sit this year and just you know be solid starter. I know, um, you know, Sylvester Smith is one that we just got done talking with and talking about. And you know, Terrence Love is another one of those guys that could be an impact guy. um, But it's going to take some time for him. Uh, Definitely agree with everything you said, Jackson.
0: All right, we're uh. We're kind of running a little short on time, and I really want to cover this transfer class, so I just want one word to describe the following players. Are y'all ready? Y'all think y'all can do that for me? All right. Tyler Scott, four-star cornerback out of Mableton, Georgia. Potential. Austin? Depth. Oh. Will? Never mind. All right. Colton Hood, four-star corner, six-one, out of McDonough, Georgia.
1: Uh, A well, okay, good chance of starting in the sophomore's year. That's not one word, Austin. <laughs>
2: uh, it's hard to narrow it down to one. All right, more, man. three words, um, three words
0: diamond and rough. Okay, okay, Dequavius Sori, wide receiver, three star, Chipley, Florida, starter potential.
2: Uh I'm going to go transfer.
0: Ooh, all right. OT66333 six, six, three, three star from I'm not pronouncing that. Tyler Johnson.
1: Transfer. Depth.
0: 3 star safety from Katy, Texas. CJ Johnson. Transfer. Transfer probably. All right, 6'2", cornerback, three-star from not pronouncing that either, J.C. Hart.
1: Depth. Wide receiver.
3: Ooh,
0: okay. I like that. Three-star, Juco D-lineman, 6'4". Quintrell, Jameson, Travis. Okay. Agreed okay, and finally from Lipscomb academy three star six foot four one ninety five quarterback Hank Brown
1: transfer now
2: hold on, hold on I know we're doing one word, but for Hank, I, I just want I want to throw it out there. This is a guy that he can he can sling the ball I don't he he falls into a very, very tough situation though because Walker White's gonna be coming next year and you might you might not be able to see the field. And that's, I think he's going to fall into a Holden Gurner situation. I'm not saying Holden Gurner really panned out because he had his opportunities in the spring and he didn't really make the most of them, but man, Hank Brown. Yeah. he's going to definitely likely transfer down the road, but he's someone that, you know, and probably the Malzahn days would have started and would have actually been pretty solid for Auburn. But yeah, he's going to, he's going to he's going to transfer eventually.
0: All right. We're entering the transfer class. I want like a two sentence maximum because we have seven minutes to cover all eighteen transfers. Are y'all ready? Larry yeah. Nixon, linebacker, North Texas. They just picked him up last week.
1: Underrated starter, and he will be great. Uh, not great, but it'll it'll be a gr- he will be great. I, I, good, good, track my, my good statement. cluster.
0: Austin.
2: Yeah, let's just go with what Jackson said. I, I agree with him. Um, he should be really good for Auburn.
0: All right. Four-star transfer from North Texas as
1: well. GI, no, shorter. Yeah, he, start, he has starter potential because they don't have a deep wide receiver core.
2: Okay. My comp for him, now this is potential, but I'd say Des Bryant. He plays just like him. I, I really think he could be huge for Auburn. He may even be, uh, along with Camden Brown, maybe the best receiver that they have this yeah. year.
1: I agree. I agree.
0: All right. And this next one, his name's Jalen McLeod or McLeod, however he wants to pronounce his name. He's a three-star linebacker from App State, and I want to say something about him before y'all do. Um, I don't know how this transfer is exactly going to work out from App State's extremely decrepit linebacking core,
1: but more power to you. Uh, Yeah, he's talented. He's got potential, but uh, he'll start next year, not this year. He'll be depth this year. And quality reps.
2: That man racked up the tackles. Um, I think he could be very solid, but um he, he's probably gonna be a rotational piece this year.
0: All right. Next, Jaden Muskrat from Tulsa. Interior O lineman. Damn Hugh. You, <laughs> you got many, this you got this awesome. On, hold on, hold on, y'all, hold on. I'm looking through this class. Transfers are booming, class is booming. Somebody go check Hugh Freeze for a burner phone again. I think shit's got out of hand. All right.
2: <laughs> yeah, Muskrat, he's, he's following his O.C., so Philip, Philip Montgomery. Uh, Muskrat is going to be someone that has the potential to start at guard, uh, but if he doesn't win that, he'd be a great depth piece. Um, he's he's another guy that, I mean, I really think he could start. We'll just have to see what happens with uh, his competitions
1: in the, in the summer. Right. Yeah, because uh, he was – Oh, sorry. He was really good at Tulsa, but uh, going against SEC defensive lineman is completely different. So we we both know that. All right,
0: Auburn savior from Michigan State, Peyton
1: Thorn. Above, literally the definition of a better uh, a a better passer version uh. of Brady Cook.
0: <laughs> Damn.
1: Except he can't. Can he? Can he even run? <clears throat> Okay, before, before <laughs> we dog on this, man, Peyton
2: Thorne was put into an awful scheme last year, and Michigan State tried to run it like they had Kenneth Walker still. Okay, so I know I'm, I'm taking a little bit longer with Peyton, but I think he he's not going to be the savior. I He's not going to be this quarterback that comes in here that the Auburn fans are going to be like, oh, he should be a Heisman sleeper. No, he's going to be someone that can give you eight wins. He's going to be someone that can give you two more wins. You know, than, than last year, than what they would have had without him. He's someone that can be a game manager. I know you hear that you hear that term a lot with these guys that aren't studs, but he can be a game manager that, with having Jarquez and not having to be the guy with the good offensive line, and I'm saying good for the first time in a long time in Auburn, and, and you know you don't hear that very often with offensive line. I think he's someone that will surprise, you know, a decent amount of people, but he's not going to be. You know, he's not going to be a stud, for sure.
0: Right. Nice. Like... Yeah, go for it, Hokie.
3: All right, this dude's fucking ass. If we're talking about Peyton Thorn, <laughs> dude, he should have been fucking benched by Noah Kim halfway, not even halfway, within, like, a third of the season. I <laughs> watched multiple Michigan State games just for – I don't even know why I watched them. But I'm telling you, this guy cannot complete a pass. Like, he's Slight, awful. Slightly okay,
2: better. did you see Ugh. any – did you see any of his 2021 like games at all? Okay, so here's el, the el, difference in 2021 little. and 2022. All right, <laughs> Peyton Thorn felt like he had to do everything in 2022 because who was who was the running back? Who was who? And what was the defense going to do? The defense was horrible, and they were riddled with so many injuries. This man literally ha- he threw into double coverage. He he did th- he made those poor decisions that you would not have seen in 2021 because he knew he had a guy on first and second down that could get him four or five yards when, when michigan state was had the ball on first down they'd run it and it'd be second and eight and then third and eight you know that's that's what he had to deal with every single offensive possession so i think you gotta you gotta look at that a little bit as well he got beat out by
3: a fucking red shirt
2: <laughs> that's what michigan state fans will tell you he did not get beat out he was in competition with him and he was like okay I can either stay at Michigan State and compete with this guy, or Get I can I can friends. go to Auburn where they're hey, all. They benched him halfway through the season. Well, he he played pretty much the whole season. I mean, he might have got benched for like what a game. Uh, I'll check. Okay, it may check that because I'm not. Sure, we'll come back on it. But
1: check right, that. Check yeah, that. we're coming later, back we'll just, on it.
0: Okay, next player. <laughs> Taylor Burton from Ohio State.
1: Listen, y'all. Rotational we ha- player. We have six minutes. <laughs> Speed okay. it up. Rotational player. Rotational player that has a really good chance to start this year if he does well.
2: Huge potential. Glad that Ohio State recruited him. This guy could be. This he could be a stud down the line. All
0: right. Next up, we have Austin Keys, linebacker from Ole Miss. Uh, talented.
1: Uh, Depth piece can start.
0: Has experience.
2: He he'll he up, so at least he has that experience.
0: All right, Justin Rogers, Kentucky D lineman transferring to Auburn.
1: Uh, rotational piece. His entire career.
0: He'll he'll
2: start. He'll start right next to Jason Jones on the defensive line. I, Ron Roberts. They're they wanting to put him. Uh, him and Jason right next to each other. Um, he should he should start, and they'll probably. Move Marcus Harris out to defensive end.
0: All right, surprise, surprise! Another interior O lineman from ECU. Avery Jones. All SEC this year.
2: Absolute stud. He's one of the best linemen in the portal, and he's gonna he's gonna make a name for himself this season.
0: All right, running back transfer from what is this? USF, I think. Probably
1: the best Ryan backup Batty. running back yeah. in the league. Yep. probably the best running back in the SEC, the best backup running back in the SEC. All right.
2: we'll, we'll see Batie uh, on special teams, and he's gonna be he's gonna be one of those guys, one of those quick guys, yeah. kind of like uh,
1: Sean Scheipers
0: that comes in and changes it up.
1: All right, I forgot about Sean.
0: All right, y'all ready? From Cincinnati, Nick Mardner, wide receiver,
1: six. What the? uh uh-uh. uh Whoa! He's started just because of his height. Six, <laughs> six, one ninety. He, he he will probably start. He will start. He will start. I think he'll start. Uh, I,
2: I need I've him on the That's what I thought too, but he, I don't know if he'll start. I don't know if he'll start. He he's someone that you can go definitely throw a
0: a fade to though. Yeah. All right. Next up we have
1: DeMario Tolan from LSU. Uh DeMario Tolan uh LSU was kind of uh I don't I, I don't know how to put it. He's kind of no no no. He he had no not a lot of revs. He was a rotational player there. They're getting a lot of rotational linebackers, so I think they just wanna make sure they have like depth just in case like uh, a lot of guys are injury prone like they were last year. So uh he'll be a depth piece right. that can start.
0: Next up from Purdue he'll be a big time linebacker for them, Lawrence so. Johnson. No, nobody uh depth. Yep. All right. Maryland, Mosiah Nasili, no, Kite.
1: Very,
2: I think this guy underrated.
1: has a good chance to start.
2: I think so too. He's very underrated. He's one of those guys that got picked up. From, it's not not a lot of people are talking about. He could definitely get some serious playing time and be a huge piece for Auburn on defense this year.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I liked what I saw from him uh, at Maryland, and uh, sure, sure, um, Mer- uh, Big Ten teams aren't really that like special. But like uh, versus uh, their offenses, which are kind of like unstoppable compared to SEC defenses, he did real, he he did his job. He did really well.
0: All right, next up we have
1: Gunner Britton, another O
0: lineman wow. from Western Kentucky,
1: all SEC level, but will not reach that. Only Avery Jones will.
0: All right, Dylan Wade I mean, from. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry, Allison. I forgot.
2: I was just I was gonna say, well, the next two guys in order to cover Dylan Wade as well, these these next two tackles, I mean, Gunnar Britton and Dylan Wade are I'm huge fans of. They were huge gets for freeze. I think they'll both play very well and they're gonna make this offensive line tremendously better than it was last year. I think I said it earlier, I think Gunnar Britton could potentially get drafted after this year.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. He looked uh, really amazing with Western Kentucky, and you know how their offense has been running the last few years. All right, and so. because
0: he spoke on Dylan Wade, you don't get a chance to Jackson. Let's go ahead and get into Elijah McAllister from Vanderbilt.
1: Starter. Uh,
2: uh, he'll start. He'll start, and he'll, or at least as of right now. As of right now, he's not anything special, but he's someone that, for some reason, got a lot of reps in the spring and he's just we'll see i don't know maybe the transfers that they got will push him push him back a little
1: bit i uh, his numbers at vanderbilt weren't impressive but numbers don't always tell the entire story we all know that and with him getting a lot of reps uh in the like spring i really think he can be a huge rotational piece and could start in defense on a lot of things
0: all right let's go ahead and move on to the last one rivaldo fairweather from fiu
1: I loved how yeah, Auburn's used tight ends lately, and I think Fairweather could be a really good tight end for them.
0: Yep, he's
2: going to start, and he's going to be just um, – he's a, hes great. I'm really excited to see what he does for them. He was one of the first transfers they got, and he is just – he's a stud, and he's a freak freak athlete. Um, He's going to be really
0: good for Auburn. All right. So that does it for the class. We are kind of crunched on time, so with that being said, Jackson, take us away with the sound off.
1: Uh one sec. Look, I really need to start oh pulling gosh. this up because okay. I, need I, it. It. I need to expect it. I got it. it. I got it. I got it. You need to memorize my this bad. stuff. All
0: right. <clears throat> Thank y'all for checking out the video, and as always, if you want to keep supporting us and making sure that your podcast comes out weekly, make sure to check out our sponsors. We've got a list of them in the link tree, but I'll just go over the first big three here. So, of course, you can go to Dubby for 10% off your purchase if you use code V2Sports. Perfect for late-night gaming sessions, uh recording podcasts, or even pre-workout if you're weird like that. Now. The next one we got is SeatGeek. You can get $20 off your first purchase of anything over $50 if you use code V2Sports. Now, what do I mean by first purchase? I mean it has to be a new account. And apparently, SeatGeek has started cracking down on you know, it being from the same IP address. So, VPNs are great. And we're going to have a sponsorship with them coming out in a couple weeks as well. So, it's the gift that keeps on giving. And as always... The, uh, the giveaway just ended last week, but make sure you check out Collegiate Traditions. They've got a couple more schools coming out. You get 10% off your purchase using code V2Sports as well, capital V, capital S. And as always, make sure you keep supporting. Tell a friend about the podcast. If you don't agree with our statements, just let us know in the comments. You, you see the Instagram post, You see the YouTube. Let us know in the comments. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, and good night from the V2 Crew.